Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of The Small Business Surgeon. Guys, I'm joined today by a guy that I'm really excited to have on here. He is a mover and a shaker in the Apex Network, the founder and head guy over at the Live Limitless program. Guys, we've got Clint Westwood with us today. Clint, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad you're here. Damn, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. I've heard a lot about you. I've seen your <laughs> podcast, and this is a, this is a true honor. Ooh, thank you, thank you. I could say the same as well because you've, you've you've kind of come into the uh, come into the online world here in the last couple of months into my world anyway, and made a, a real big splash and a real big impression with Live Limitless. Um, and I do want to get into that in a little bit. But um, man, you've got such an amazing background, amazing story. You've done so many damn things. I don't even know where to begin. So give us, if you would, give us a, a, a thousand foot overview. Who is Clint Westwood, man? For sure. Yeah. So I'm uh, 28 years old. I was born in Salisbury. Well, I was actually born in Salisbury, Maryland. I lived most of my life in Salisbury, Pennsylvania. And uh, from there, I joined the Navy when I was 17. Went to boot camp, got stationed in Whidbey Island, Washington for two years. Worked on oh, F-18. That's, that's where that, that missile go off, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's Sorry. It. Yeah. And then I was in Hawaii for six years and that's where they did... Uh, when everybody went crazy for the alert that there was oh. going to be a missile coming. So was that, was that real then? No, 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 no. It was not real. <laughs> and it's a funny story behind that is actually, you know, and you're going to see in this podcast is as I was in the military, I got addicted to drugs while okay. I was actually at a huge party at probably, I think it was like 7 AM and we walk outside and everybody's phone goes off. And everybody's high as a kite, doesn't know what's going on. You hear car wrecks, you hear, it, it was absolutely insane. So I went, I went home, I grabbed both the dogs, I went into the bathroom, I said, this is it. Called my mom and said, hey mom, probably not going to see you again. No kidding. Yeah, that was a scary moment. What a way to start a day, especially after you've been up partying all night. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so what happened? Did the... Was it, was it, was it really a false alarm or was it, was there a missile that got blown up and we don't know about it? So they come on and they say, Hey guys, um, I just want to apologize. They hit the wrong button. Man, man, you, you gotta be having a really bad morning to hit the wrong button on a missile alert system. <laughs> Especially on a, like a worldwide scale. Mm -hmm. Every single phone service went off. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I bet everybody was, uh, legitimately panicking on that one. Yeah, but no, it was it was it was a scary moment, man, for sure. People, I mean, there was people dying. There was people. There was people that like literally killed themselves because of it. No shit. Unfortunately, yeah. I did not know that, and you were right there living through it, huh? Yeah, we made it. So, thankfully. was that like a watermark moment for you? Then was that when you said, "Hey, man, it's time for me to get out of the navy," or or, or what, what happened with that? I'll tell you what. It wasn't until after. So I competed in my last bodybuilding competition in 2018. And that's when I won overall in Hawaii and my, my thyroid stopped working completely. Mm -hmm. I took over 12 cc's of gear to get ready for that competition a week. I don't know if that's bad or not, but judging that's, by the look on your face, that's a lot. Steroids to kill somebody like four times over. Wow. 
Yeah, it was, uh, it, I, I had a coach that I would never recommend to anybody in my life. And I didn't PCT correctly. So post-cycle therapy. Mm-hmm. So from there, my testosterone completely shut down. My thyroid shut down. I gained 45 pounds. I went suicidal. And then the drugs was a numbing agent for me to get away from everything I was feeling. So you were a world-class bodybuilder while you were still in the Navy? Yes, sir. Wow. You must have had a lot of free time, huh? I didn't. That was... And that's why, you know, I had two, two failed relationships and it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was no, a lot that, going on. That, that was definitely sarcasm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so at no point have I heard anything about being in business yet. You're, you're in the Navy at 17. Um, what was your career in the Navy? What, what did you do over there? I was an aviation structural mechanic. So I work on hydraulic systems, tires, metal repair, fabrication. Wow. And yet you transitioned that into a, uh, into a life coaching program. I'm really interested in this journey, man. How did you get from bodybuilding and coming out of competition and coming out of the Navy to, to where you're at right now? So I had no clue what I wanted to do when I got out. And from there, I went and got people out of timeshares with a friend of mine at that point. You stayed on Hawaii then, right? I stayed in Hawaii. Okay. And then we would travel to different islands. We would go to, you know, we went to LA, we went to Kauai, Maui, we went to all these places. But what happened was, as I made him money, he was never paying me. And he said that once you pay off all the vacations that we went on, then I can pay you your commission. Well, he, end, he didn't end up paying me at all. And I just left one day. I literally had like $20 to my name. I got an Uber. And while I was in California, I went to San Diego. Okay. And I I restarted my life per se. But from there, I got hooked into the club scene. So I got a job as, you know, bottle service, club promoter. From there, you know, I partied from Thursday to Saturday, every single weekend. That sounds exhausting. I don't think I could do that, you know. It, it, it was for sure. And I was, and I was making maybe 3% on a table, a dollar, mm-hmm. a guy that went in and $3 a girl. So imagine just walking the streets at night mm-hmm. and you got these little, these little coupons and you got to be like, Hey, listen, this club is popping. You should yeah. go check it out. And I got this little ticket for you that you can get in for free. That's what it was like. And then you show up and the club's empty. <laughs> yeah. Then you show up and then it, <laughs> You get one table, you get two bottles, and then everybody wants to come to your table because you get free drinks. Right. But then once they drink it, I mean, they're gone. They're not, they're not going to stay there. It sounds like a flawed business model. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So the club life wasn't for you then? Club life was not for me. Um, from there, I got a job working private security with Colorado Security Agency. Okay. And then I was actually private security for the president. So we would go for, for the, our old president, for Trump. Okay. I would go to all of his rallies and we would make sure that, you know, the 15,000 people didn't make any interrupt, interruptions there. That sounds like way more interesting than, than slinging uh, bottle service. I'll give you that. Oh, it was amazing. But the problem with that was that I would travel all around to different states. Mm-hmm. I would come back with a good amount of money and then I would just party my ass off and buy cocaine and drink and just do stupid shit. And it was just a revolving circle. Clint, you never buy cocaine. You always make friends with the fella that has the cocaine. All right. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's yeah. Life tip number one. <laughs> <laughs> always make friends with the drug dealer. 
Uh, I, you know what? Um, statute of limitations. We'll just have to we'll have to gloss right over that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> more seriously, though, have you any fun stories about when you were running security for the president? Oh yes, yes I do. So I was in Pennsylvania. Okay. And we had a protester that decided to pull out a sign with a it was a middle finger. Are you allowed to just and bash people and say, "Hey, well, I thought he had a stick"? Can you yeah, just bash no. him anyway? And that's the thing, you can't touch anyone. So I had to put my hands up and I was just putting my hands up like this, mm -hmm. just trying to block the piece of the paper so the news didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, what happened was the president said, get her out of here. And they said, I don't know who that security guard is that he didn't do his job very good. And then now I have a gif of him making fun of me <laughs> like this. <laughs> Uh, in front, it's. I mean, it's everywhere on the news. You can look it up. It's crazy. I, I'm gonna have to go find that and uh, and pin it to this episode. <laughs> right. if, in fact, if I screen grab that, we can make it the cover for us to, for the. For oh, the I show love notes. it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, from protecting the 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 former president now, um, man, you don't look like you've done a whole lot of drugs or alcohol or anything lately. Do you have a sobriety story? tucked away in there i do i do yeah so uh i'm actually 94 days sober dude well done well i appreciate done. you it was um it was a turning point for me when i um actually moved to orlando florida because i thought i met the love of my life turns out to be uh, a raging cunt but what happened was is i i learned a lot about myself and i learned about taking out the negative people and influences in my life the toxicity mm -hmm and surrounding yourself with positive, uplifting people. And when I did that, when I got kicked out of my ex's apartment, all my shit was outside and I got out of that situation, mm -hmm. I lived on a couch for 17 weeks oh, while wow. I built Limitless up. So I would roll off of that couch and I would roll onto the laptop and I would start building the legacy that you see now. Right, right. And honestly, it was just, I knew that it was going to, it was going to pay off. It was good. Everything I was doing was going to work. And was, the hardest part was it was just getting up and doing it every day, not seeing it, you know, amount to what you think it would be. Was there a defining moment where you were of a mindset where you said, that's it. I can't drink again. I can't do Coke again. I can't party again. Was, was there any one defining moment that caused that switch to flick for you? Cause I, I know a lot of guys struggle with putting down the bottle and uh, getting off that stuff what was the one thing that kind of triggered it for you i would have friends that would reach out to me and say clint are you okay like you don't look happy i know you're in this amazing relationship and and i was like afterwards i was like honestly this is it was like smoke and mirrors you know we would post pictures together we would look happy together but i look back at those pictures and man i'm like bloated in the face look like i just like I, I partied, I'm sweating, mm -hmm. you know, you can tell if somebody doesn't take care of their body. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was really like me looking at myself and be like, listen, man, you run an online fitness coaching business. And <laughs> how are you going to continue to go out and party every single weekend while you're telling all your clients that you're supposed to follow these strategic, you know, implementations and not drink and not party and, you know, focus on your health, but you're not doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets very difficult to lead others 
when you're not performing as you're supposed to. Um, but that said, it gets a lot easier to lead others when you set the example and, and, and march out front and do it. You know, 100%. so the congratulations on uh, 94 days sober. I hope to be congratulating you on uh, 194 days uh, a few months from now. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we're, um, my biggest thing too is drinking was a trigger for me. Like every time I drank, I would want to do coke. So okay. it, I just eliminated one and then the other one just fell off as well. So I'm, I'm 41. Uh, or oh, I will be, yeah. I will be when this goes out. And um, I tried coke once in my life. I was a former professional musician and i tried a tiny little bit off the end of a car key in my very early 20s and it felt like my entire heart was about to explode out of my chest and that was my mm -hmm. that was my whole story with coke i never tried it again after that it scared the ever-loving crap out of me um so for me um quitting coke was a was a non-starter <laughs> or starting coke um, right but, but how did you <clears throat> Are there cravings associated with that? Or did you find it went away once you put down the, the alcohol and quit drinking? Honestly, I, th I think it went away. It, it, and also the people that I hung out with. That's that all was they my did. next question. That's all they did every single weekend. <laughs> how, it many, wasn't, yeah. how many relationships did you sacrifice to get sober? Oh, man. It's, my circle is so small now. I probably talk to more Apex members than I do like my actual friends in what? that were in my circle yeah just stay in apex long enough you won't have any other friends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not a bad thing that's not a bad thing but no sobriety cost me um several strong relationships when i wanted to be sober and my friends didn't and now you know i can walk into into the bar and I can still see the same guys, but it doesn't matter if I walk in uh, once every month or once every two months, I still see the same crowd. I can still stay friends with them and keep up with them, but they're no longer in my in my day-to-day -day lives, man. And I save so much money. <laughs> so oh my God. much money. You save yeah. so much money. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's uh, pick up the pace here a little bit, uh, Clint, and let's talk about your new company, Live Limitless. Uh, this started out as um, online fitness training and fitness coach, and then it kind of evolved into an entire business and lifestyle brand, right? Right. So yeah, we started out just as an online fitness coaching business. And now we have really taken it to the next level. Like for those of you that can't see uh, Clint, his stomach looks like a washboard. He, he looks like <laughs> you, could, you could probably grate cheese on him. Um, <laughs> oh, man, you're hilarious. But yeah, I, so I, I decided I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. So I competed in the Sean Ray in 2018, won overall. I said, you know what? Let's go back in 2021 and let's win it again. Mm -hmm. But this time... Limitless is going to sponsor the show. So we're now sponsoring the show. We have a booth there. We're bringing our team there. And um, it's really just going to show like you can, you can overcome anything. Right. Yeah. And, and when is that? That's November 21st. And then my first competition is on October 30th, one day before my 29th birthday in uh, Sugarland, Texas. Oh, wow. Not too far from, not too far from us then. So you do like uh, multiple competitions to ramp up to the big one then to get in, in, prime shape yeah so this is honestly because christian guzman just finished his alpha elite studio mm -hmm. it, it's it's literally a mega complex and i wanted to go do one pre-show this isn't npc qualified nothing like that mm -hmm. and it's really just to get my feet wet right you know, just get back on stage have that feeling again now november 21st is the waikiki shell now this is like the biggest amphitheater in hawaii so you know stepping on stage there is going to be thousands of people 
And, you know, I just want to, I just, I really just want to be ready. Right. Right. So <clears throat> how does, um, being a bodybuilder, how do you manage to balance that with running a business? So my schedule is very detailed and articulated. Ooh, um, I wake yeah. up every single morning. Sometimes my, my sleep schedule is all over the place, but I try to wake up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my first post at, at 6am. I check my emails in the morning, my pipeline, I get everything I need to do. I actually have an operations meeting with my team in Australia at 5.30 every single morning so that we can make sure that we're on track for what we need to do. Uh, because now I'm, I'm getting taken out of the equation a little bit. Right. My operations right. team is we're, we're hiring a sales team, appointment setters. You know, We are starting to get an influx of leads that I can no longer handle mm-hmm. and we need to bring in a team, which is absolutely amazing. And this is leads for, for the business coaching or for the weight loss stuff? This is, this is leads for consulting now. Mm-hmm. So now we teach business, we teach coaches how to do exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is going to be for clients who want to take that next step in their fitness, nutrition, and mindset. Okay. Okay. Man. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey in business. Is this your first shot at, at entrepreneurship or have you done a couple of other things uh, in the past? So when I got out of the... When I was working security, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go to New York to be a director of operations. I was in New York for six months, COVID hit. Once ah. COVID hit, I went to DC. DC, okay. I was going to be the director of operations for the Japanese embassy. Well, two weeks before I was about to start, I got a phone call that says, hey, I just want to go over your schedule. It looks like you're a security guard for 50 hours a week. I just want to make sure. I said, no, that's wrong. They said, oh, that's what you have you on here for. So they lied to me. So Oof. I quit automatically. Okay. I went to St. Louis to go live with my sister. She just bought a house at that time. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there and I was going to work. I was, my friend was like, Hey, why don't we start this PPE company? Personal protective equipment. It's COVID. Right. You know, we can sell masks, gloves, gowns. A lot of guys. A lot of guys did that. Dollars. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. We got a great plan. But then I realized we don't have any connections in this industry. We don't know anybody. <laughs> We've never done this before. And we're trying to upsell a product that's already upsold to us. Right. And that doesn't work. So then I tried to start my own social media marketing agency. I bought a course for, you know, $997. And I was like, I'm going to run Facebook ads. Well, of course, that didn't work out either. Why not? (laughs) Because, man, I'll tell you what. Anybody who runs Facebook ads, I give you guys the most credit. Because that shit is hard. You know... To each their own. Um, I've run Facebook ads for many years with with varying degrees of success, but I would not do it for somebody else. Right, um, right. Build, building it out for a client that doesn't understand, uh, to me, has just been, it, it, it's been a constant headache. And, you know, I, my, my media company, we... When COVID hit, we we decided to become everything to everyone, and we went into social media management because I've I've run thousands and thousands of dollars worth of ads on Facebook. Um, I started out uh, probably 2009 running affiliate traffic, and what I found was that if people don't have an understanding of it, they don't really see a value to it. And when you're trying to go in and build campaigns for people and set up pixels for people and make sure the tracking's working right and everything else, um, 
it's not really uh, as good a use of my business's time as I'd like it to be. So what we did was we, we actually put all the social media management stuff on the back burner and focused exclusively on making media content for the I people that were running the ads. So, it, uh, yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think a lot of people, though, um, make the same I was going to say mistake. It's not so much a, a mistake. They they take that path. They they look and they say, you know what? I can run Facebook ads uh, for people, and then they realize that it's maybe not quite as uh, quite as much fun as it initially looks on the outside. And so, what you did after that was focus on what you were good at, right? Yeah, which was uh, going back to San Diego and going to. I, that's August of 2020 is when I started Limitless Coaching. Right. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to San Diego. I'm a changed person. You know, I just went through all of this and I wasn't partying when I was in St. Louis, mm -hmm. but immediately when I got around those people again, yeah. it, just set, it set right back in. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a friend, oh, maybe 15 years or so ago. He, he went to jail and when he, when he came out of jail, <clears throat> one of the first things that his parole officer said was you have to change people, places and things. And um, that that stuck with me right there because the minute he went back to the folks he was hanging out with, he went back to doing the same shit he was doing. And uh, he ended up in jail for a lot longer because he didn't change those things. So right. you'd managed to quit partying in St. Louis and then fell right back into it in San Diego again. Is that what prompted yeah. the move to Florida? Oh, that was a girl. Yeah, so, so somebody came, she came to visit from Oregon to San Diego for a couple of days. We hung out for three days. And then I went back on um, tour with the security company just for two months, just because mm -hmm. they needed me. And then I made a decision. I said, well, she's like, do you want to come live here and stay with me? I will never do that again in my life. I will never <laughs> go to live with a woman that I didn't know or, or moving with anyone regardless. The, uh, the lessons you must learn as a young man, my friend, because we could have all sat here and told you not to do it. You'd have done it anyway. <laughs> yeah. All of my friends told me not to do it. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, dude, she's the one. I just, I feel it. And all, yeah, your, and all your older friends are just like, nah, dude. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't take back anything because I, if none of this would have happened, this wouldn't, this wouldn't have sprouted into what it, what it is now. I, I completely understand, man. I mean, you, you can't become an anvil without going through a little bit of fire, you know? It's, oh, wow, I love it, that. <laughs> it's got to happen, unfortunately. And, you know, we've all, we've all made decisions where all of our friends, especially our older friends, have said, uh, hey, you might want to back up on that. And, nope, she's the one. This is what's happening. So, yeah, we've all, uh, we've all been there, mate. And so you're still in Florida now, though, right? Yeah. So about seven weeks ago, I moved to Tampa. I got okay. off a couch. I moved into a, a beautiful four-bedroom house in um, in Land O'Lakes, and dude, it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to go from where you were and know you were working so hard mm -hmm. to now moving into you know a nice place and having an office and being able to do your work and. Because we mainly deal with, you know, CEOs and executives yeah. in our business. Yeah. So break down your business model for me for Limitless Coaching then. Say I'm a CEO looking for something to do. What what does coming to work with you guys look like? Perfect. Yeah. So what we would do is we'll we'll get on a phone call. I'm gonna see exactly where you need help. Right. So we're gonna find out all the information about you and what you've currently been doing mm -hmm. and if you're really a good fit for us. 
So the biggest thing with us is we supply all of our clients with an accountability schedule that's mm-hmm. filled out every single week along with their check-in form. And we need to know exactly what you're doing on the hour, every hour. So we're able to schedule your workouts efficiently. From there, we're going to have your nutrition protocol ready in 48 hours, mm-hmm. all your macros. Also, I'm now an Icon Meals athlete, so I'll be able to ship directly any meal prep you need. And the big thing with us is we're partnered with Aspire Rejuvenation, which is the number one hormone replacement therapy clinic in the world. Oh, right. So we're able to emit any TRT, HRT, you know, thyroid, progesterone, estrogen, whatever you need over 2,600 locations nationwide with LabCorp's and a telehealth Zoom call with 12 medical de- doctors on staff. And do you find that something that's becoming more and more prevalent as, uh, as men, uh, entrepreneurs, especially as they, as they start to age? Oh, it's crazy. Your testosterone starts to decline at 28 years old. And anybody that I talk to, and I have probably, you know, probably 10 to 12 Apex members on TRT right now. Mm-hmm. And they didn't understand. Somebody just came to me yesterday, actually my editor for this podcast that I do. And he told me, he's like, hey, my, bro, my testosterone's a 300. Thank you. And he got prescribed the TRT he needs. And I can tell you right now in two weeks, he's going to have so much energy. <laughs> it's going to be insane because a 300, uh, my testosterone was a 243 mm-hmm. when my thyroid stopped working. And I slept for 17 hours a day, didn't want to get out of bed. You know, I went through hell. So I just know how running a business and you're tired all day that there's, there's, there's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel pretty special because <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I know what my, I know what my testosterone level is. And I, um, I thought, well, shit, I need to get a second opinion on that. And, uh, and I haven't done yet. So, um, well, but, it sounds uh, like we gotta get the major tea ready. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. Might, uh, I, uh, I took my share of it in my, uh, in my, mid thirties when I was, uh, when I was training, uh, mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of, uh, MMA. I was a very, very keen amateur MMA fighter and, um, we would take You've done everything. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> the story behind me and learning to fight was, um, you know, I was about your age and, mm-hmm. um, I ended up chest to chest with some dude at the office over some shit that I'd asked him to do. And I, by the time I hit my, mid to late 20s i was having my first experience with management with actually being a manager of um actual people with actual real salaries and right like real deal shit not just like the the supervisor at the movie theater like an actual manager and i wasn't the best manager obviously because i was quite wet behind the ears and just learning how everything worked and uh, i ended up getting chest to chest with a dude that um former uh former college football player and quite a bit bigger than me which you know i'm i'm 6'4 and 235 pounds so he was he was a lot bigger than me and right. at the end of it you know the guys jumped in and they separated us and we went at it like barking dogs but at the end of it i'm like shit i was fixing to get my ass beat like there is no way i would have walked out of that like no way and um that led me down a that led me down a rabbit hole into taekwondo and jujitsu and uh, eventually into boxing and stand up and then then mma as it was it was all kind of flourishing back then and um i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it but i did um i did do some cycles and it absolutely makes you feel like superman um oh man it's crazy (laughs) i would just walk around just like uh, just 
sidewalk stepping. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was like bad at the same time because your ego is so big. I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of my friends in Hawaii will, will understand what I'm talking about because they're like, Clint, you would just walk around like a fucking asshole. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and and maybe we all did a little bit, but I think that comes from, for, for me, it was from constantly being in the gym and constantly sparring yeah. with the biggest guys and knowing that, well, shit, I just went, uh, I just went a full round with a pro heavyweight. I could probably go a full round with anybody, you know. And um, unfortunately, I, I don't fight anymore. It, uh, it it does wear you out as you get older. But um, would you find that like low testosterone and inactive thyroids is a, is a problem for entrepreneurs? Then one hundred percent. The thing about it is, is your energy, your confidence levels. It's all going to lack in everything you do. So your business will lack as well. Like so, when people come onto a limitless coaching program, mm-hmm. their business starts to flourish. Their relationships start to flourish. You know, the emails and the text messages I get are absolutely incredible. So what should a healthy number look like? We're looking at like 700 to 900. Okay. We got a little ways to go then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing about it is, you know, once you get your, your TRT prescribed, it's a 10-week cycle, and then you, it just starts subscription method. Mm-hmm. They just send it to your door every single 10 of uh, every 10 weeks. So it's like any other subscription you would have. And then if you have to travel, you get a medical doctor signed and ready for you. Oh, there you go. Then you heard it here first. If you uh, are feeling lethargic, call Clint and we'll see what we can get you, uh, get you hooked gotcha. up with. <laughs> so aside from taking care of that, I mean, you said here uh, a minute ago, you help people get dialed in on their macros and everything else. How many entrepreneurs do you find uh, following a diet and how many of them do you find are just kind of killing themselves slowly? The biggest thing with entrepreneurs is they like something quick, easy, and fast. Sandwiches. So what, what, yeah, what they'll do is they'll just, you know, they'll either call their executive assistant and they'll say, hey, listen, just order me this, uh, bring it mm-hmm. to my office. Yep. You know, something fast, something they can eat, they can get it down and that's it. But the problem is if they had their meals ready for them, that was actually a good meal. They would have more energy. They would feel better and they wouldn't be putting a bunch of shit in their body. That's true. That's true. Nothing like a little dead air, is there? So. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on. It's all right. We don't edit these. It's not going to edit that out. So oh, the, I love it. The people listening are going to be, I get to be confused. But you know, I'm really interested in how Limitless helps these guys because I know my lunches. Um, they're terrible. Not the food. The the speed at which I end up eating because the morning meetings will run a little over, and then the mm-hmm. afternoon meetings are going to start, and then I look up and I've got seventeen minutes to eat lunch. And lunch uh, generally is a salad or a sandwich. It's something I can eat at my desk fairly quickly. And it's it's the fact that you know my companies um, <clears throat> we're we're mid six figure revenue level. Um, I'll probably break seven figures revenue next year with uh, with mm-hmm. one or both of them. And for just me to be running that kind of thing, you think of a poor guy running an eight-figure company. If I've got 17 minutes, he must only have seven. So, Right. I, I so imagine, imagine if you had meals mm-hmm. that were vacuum-sealed and that you could keep in your freezer for up to six to eight months ready to go, and they kept fresh. The Icon Meals is the only meal prep that has that because they're not – they're not frozen. They're freeze dried. Oh, 
Yeah, so I was I was in Ace the other day, and the fellow there was trying to sell me a freeze drying machine for about mm-hmm. three grand. I didn't know Ace Hardware carried them, but they they do. We were up there doing some work, and I'm I've become intrigued with freeze drying because it doesn't uh, it doesn't remove any of the nutrients, does it? No, it does not. That's pretty interesting. Um, me, I I generally do meal prep on a on a Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, I sous vide a bunch of chicken. I'll sous vide some ch- pork chops and uh, chop everything up, put it in with vegetables, and then just microwave it during the week. Um, but I've never thought to, you know, it'd be really nice to have a, a cleaning lady. For those of you listening that are looking for a business idea, um, have a cleaning lady that picks up groceries, does meal prep, fills the fridge up, and folds your laundry. Oh, I, I think that's what you word. need. There's another word for that. It's a um. <laughs> don't say wife. Don't say wife. I'll <laughs> cut you right off no, of this I'm podcast. I will cut you right off of this podcast. Oh man. No, but that would be that would be very interesting. I should ask. I should ask my cleaning lady if she'll do that for me. That's a legit. That's a legit business though, because um, how many times as a business owner do you come home late? I'm always home late. I just even if work finishes at five, there's always meetings in the evening. There's always something mm-hmm. to do, and it's seven or eight or nine o'clock, and you get home late. The last thing I feel like doing is cooking anything, and then I don't want to fold laundry and put up laundry, and well, right. I don't, I don't mow my own yard, yeah. you know. So why is there no, why is there no all-in-one, all-encompassing, um, you know, house assistant? That's actually know. really good. At, that what would you call it? shit i don't know <laughs> cleaning cleaning fold cleaning uh i've i've no idea but it's a business plan for somebody that wants to execute it how about just... that let's uh, let's go in together on this <laughs> and then um we'll just put in some capital and we'll, we'll get it going you heard it here first guys um sam and clint's new business born out of a podcast born out of necessity and born out of me hating folding my laundry um <laughs> Uh, one of my buddies come over the other day and he sees a laundry basket and it's full of socks and it's sitting next to the couch. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pair all those up. He's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, just pour all the socks into the sock drawer. Oh, like, no, 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 shit. no, 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 no. Oh, no, I, I totally started doing that. Now I just open the sock drawer and pull out, pull out a pair right there. But no, I would, I would sit on the couch and pair socks by myself for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Pass some time. Dude, I don't know. We got way, way, way off track. So you handle executives, workout programs. You handle their testosterone levels. You handle their diet. Tell me how you help them with their mindset and then with their business. Yeah, so the biggest thing is the motivation key. And what I see is we send a text to every single one of our clients at Monday. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm up super early. And it's a text that comes from me. It's not an automated text. This is something that like, you know, I really get deep down and, and send to all of my clients. And a big thing too, is we have limitless life, which is our group on Facebook, mm-hmm. which is completely free and everybody can join, but it's also about just motivation, mindset, workouts, nutrition, whatever it may be. Cause the problem is there's so much information in this world. Absolutely. So many distractions coming at you left and right that you're like, Oh, I'm going to do keto diet. And then I'm going to do this diet. And then, mm-hmm. Oh, J- Jenny's doing this. So if you would able to find just one pathway and know it works, it would be just that, that much better. What do you find that the biggest blockage that most entrepreneurs that you work with, the biggest blockage that they, they are facing in their mindset? They don't think they're worth it. 
Oh, that's so good. Yeah. yeah they, they don't think they're, they're able to complete that task. They've always, they've always been overweight. They'll never be in shape. You know, they have that mental fortitude to go and do it, but they've always had that, that blockage stopping them. Why would you say that is? Oh man. I don't, th- th- when it comes to a business owner, mm-hmm. they're very self-centered because they're like, listen, man, my business is doing great. You know, I know what I'm doing, but listen, if your business is doing great, you could fall over dead the next day if you don't take care of your health and then you don't have a business anymore. Correct. You know? Yeah. And if you're able to put that realization in somebody and really let them know, like, guys, your health matters. I don't know a single person who is fat and overweight and likes looking at themselves in the mirror. I, I can second that. Yeah. I mean, I really can. You are not fat and overweight. Not now. No. <laughs> You've seen me at, you see me at you know, 285 pounds as an alcoholic. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Been, there, been there, done that. Don't enjoy it. Um, I'm 50 pounds lighter now than I, than I was at my worst. And, oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, I'm still, I'm probably 20, 25 pounds away from where I want to be. But, um, you know, I, the same, I'm not really at super high risk of a heart attack. And I, I enjoy going for walks and I enjoy the things I eat. <clears throat> so uh, the, the, I'm losing maybe two to three pounds a month, just nice and steady. And it's coming off. So um, Perfect. I'm not, as long um, as it's sustainable, that's that's the biggest thing. It is. It is. And that, that was the, the big thing for me because I when when I was at my heaviest, um, my wake up call was chest pains. I thought I was having a heart attack. And, um, you know, it, it was shortly after that. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I got to do something about this. I got to get this uh, weight right. under control. And I started walking and I started doing the, the keto diet. And, um, you know, within six months, I'd managed to lose 40 to 50 pounds and I stayed right around the same kind of weight range uh, for the last couple of years. Just uh, really gotten back, gotten myself back. Um, but it was, uh, it was very much a eye-opening moment when you're in your 30s and you think you might be having a heart attack. And right. that says, hey, man, it's, it's, it's really time to, to, to lose weight. And a lot of guys struggle with asking for help. Yeah. Um, but if you're out there and you're alcoholic and you're overweight, man, I'm the guy that can help. Clint's the guy that can help. Reach out to any of us and we'll, we'll help you work through it. Because, like, as entrepreneurs, man, um, it's lonely at the top. There's nobody to talk to. There's nobody oh, around. And that, so that, lonely. That's why I love uh, Apex. That's why I love the network we're in. It's to uh, it's to be able to reach out and reach across the table to other guys and girls that are listening, and uh, and help them out. That's that's really the the main reason why I do this damn podcast. <laughs> and that's what I love about you, man. You like you just bring people together, and like people people need to hear everything you're talking about. Dude, we've we've all failed, man. The the biggest reason this podcast is here is because as I started talking to business owners and they started sharing their stories with me, I'm like, holy shit, I am not unique. You know, I'm an out of shape, overweight, former alcoholic, whatever, and so is everybody else. And a lot of guys, I mean, you're not at this age yet, but a lot of guys in their 30s, once they get a taste of success, they do exactly what I did, which was eat everything and drink everything and fuck everything and spend all the money and be a very poor steward and a very poor husband. And it's a mistake that many, many, many entrepreneurs make when they get that first taste of freedom. And then they all gain weight and then they all get divorced 
and then they're all alcoholics and none of us are unique. Um, I would be willing to bet the majority of successful entrepreneurs have lost businesses, gone bankrupt, lost relationships, been drunk, been addicted to drugs, been hideously overweight, and been poor stewards of money when they have made it. Right. And yeah, everybody it, hits that rock bottom or hits that bottom. I just kept hitting it, just up. kept bouncing around down there, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, sometime I'm gonna I'm gonna get up here somewhere. Eventually. Yeah. And um, you know, obviously we're not anywhere near rock bottom now. But um it, it really taught me a lesson in that I'm not unique. Um and everybody listening to this show, none of you all are unique. Um, you're all at different points in your journey. You're all at different points in your life. I mean, right. Clint over here, 13 years younger than me, and I've got so much I can learn from this dude, you know, because he's, he's lived a different life, and, and you guys can too if you just, just listen up. So, Clint, how do you help people transform their businesses once you have succeeded in transforming their mindset? Yeah, so the big thing is we come in and we see exactly where you are currently. Mm -hmm. So we'll see, okay, where are you right now? Where do you want to be and how are we going to get there? And then you're going to bring, I'm bringing my whole team, my whole marketing team, my operations team. You have connections to my network. Mm -hmm. Now my network only works with people that do $50,000 a month in profit. Mm -hmm. But once you come on as a business consulting and a coaching client, that changes because now you're part of the family. Right. So now for the next six months, we'll take your business, we'll implement different strategies moving forward. And all you have to do is listen. And if you listen to us, we promise that your business is going to at least three X ROI. So what are the biggest objections that you get when you're working with clients like this? Because a lot of guys are a little resistant to change. Oh, for sure. Are you talking about on a sales call? No, I'm talking about just in general. I mean, do they object? Well, a, to lot the of, a lot of them say, you know, Oh no, I, you know, I've tried that or, or I've done that before. Mm -hmm. Well, let's try it this way. Let's, let's, let's just mix it up just a little bit and, and see if it works, you know, or we're going to institute something else with it. You know, there's so many different ways that you can change a business. Like I, I like going, I talk to people in Apex every day. Mm -hmm. I say, I say, guys, if you have a business, reach out to me. I'm not going to charge you, but let's take a look at your business. Let's see where you're at. Kevin Faulkner is a great example. Kevin Faulkner came to me. He runs credit repair. Yeah, I like Kevin. Yeah. And um, he was charging people way too low. I said, Kevin, all right, let's do this. Let's map this out. See how many clients we need to get. What, what your revenue needs to be. What your you know, cost per client is. What your customer acquisition is. You know, so we can know all these numbers mm -hmm. so that we can hit different KPIs moving forward. And if you know your KPIs, then you'll be able to reach that goal. But if you don't know your numbers, regardless then it doesn't even matter. All right, so for those of you that are getting lost here a minute, a KPI is a key performance indicator. So right. give us an example of what performance indicators you were. And sorry, Kevin, we're going to make, a, uh, we're going to make an example out of you here. What, um, what, what ones of uh, key performance indicators of Kevin's were ones that you took a good look at? Yeah, so his key performance indicators were, you know, the amount of calls and the amount of bookings he was making. Mm -hmm. You know, his calls, he was making maybe like five calls a week. Oh I wow! Said, I said, Kevin, Kevin, let's uh, let's book that up to fifty. 50 calls. <laughs> yeah, no <Okay>. doubt. <laughs> fifty calls a week, and maybe you'll get twenty of them on the phone. Uh huh. Because you know, most people just forget about the call, don't show up to the call. You know, have something else better to do. 
Come on, and Kevin, then, get your shit together, man. You need to make more than five calls a week. I'm telling Drewby. I'm telling Drewby. <laughs> and then from there, we um, we'll see if we can book a couple calls and get some clients. And then we'll just keep rotating that and keep getting better at it. Mm -hmm. The next thing too, I was like, let's partner up with some different organizations that need credit repair. Mm -hmm. You know, that is how Limitless has been so successful. You know, we partnered with two nonprofits for veterans mm -hmm. and both of those nonprofits equally have 57,000 veterans. And I'm launching a learning management system for 35,000 of them. I just talk about fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I talk about your macros. I talk about how exactly to implement a plan, what you should do, how to work out. And it's going to be completely free. But the thing is, it's going to be in front of 35,000 veterans mm -hmm. that I can help. That's the thing, man. You just got to add value, give it away, and, uh, and people will come. Exactly. Not enough people take the time to do that instead of... Uh... Instead of asking, how can I make money? Um, I now ask, how can I help? And it's really changed the, uh, the entire playing field for my business. Everything now is focused around how much impact can I make to that particular client or how much impact can I make in this particular niche and how much good can I do? And, um, you know, the money comes. Um, yeah, I, I have chased money plenty of times and now I just chase results and it's, it's way more fun. That's so true. So what are the plans for the future, man? Wow, man, we got some, we got some big plans for the future. Um, in the next six months, you know, Limitless will become something of, you know, we never even thought of, you know, we're partnering with some pretty big organizations. Mm -hmm. um, from there, we are looking to launch a subscription box. We're looking at, we have our own supplements that are coming out. We have also, you know, we're going to hire a full sales team, sales reps, I'm going to turn into more like, I'm going to be a public speaking role. Mm -hmm. So I'm speaking at my first event, January in 2022. Oh, nice. Congratulations. 200 board members of the Irreverent Warriors. Okay. And I've never spoken on stage before in my life. You know, it's, it's something that I never thought was possible. You just have to imagine everybody naked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's going to be awesome. Dude. Awesome. If if I can give you one piece of advice, man, it's it's get the first it's get the first few words out. Once you get those first words out, and you see everybody looking at you, and you, you hear your voice coming back through the monitors, and once you get those first few words out, it's like flying, like it's it's insane. Um, My goal so, is just to motivate and inspire and uplift as many people as I can. It's so just enjoy people. it. Just enjoy yeah. it. And, and don't worry about what they're thinking because they're all paying attention to you and it is your room. So just be right. sure and enjoy it. All right. Before we wrap this up, man, I, uh, I always ask this one piece, um, this one question. But if you could go back and give one piece of advice to 20-year-old Clint just getting started out, if you could go back and give one piece of advice to a young entrepreneur that might be listening to this and learn something from it, what would it be, man? What would you tell them? Never stop. If you, if you have something you want to you wanna do or you have a goal or you have a company you want to you complete, keep going and, and look for the resources that can help you get there and hire a mentor. Hire somebody or, or find someone that you can put sweat equity in and you can help that person and provide value and learn from him. Mm -hmm. That is going to teach you so much. 
Dude, I completely agree, man. Having mentors throughout my career and having coaches now has, has completely changed my outlook on stuff. It's opened so many doors. So, yeah, top tip from Clint there. Uh, never give up and uh, don't be afraid to ask for help, right? That's right. That's All right. right, my man, before we get off of here, tell me where, tell the guys listening where they can find you online, where they can follow you and where they can interact with you. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys can go to the website, livelimitlessllc.com. My Facebook is Clint Westwood Riggin. I have a free Facebook group. It's Limitless Life. We'll let you in. You can see all the motivation, mindset, nutrition, fitness on there. And then my Instagram is Clint underscore Riggin. And send me a DM, guys. I answer all my DMs. So you, you heard it there. Go and check out Clint's socials. Give him a follow and uh, check into what he's doing. And we will list those uh, sites there in the show notes for you guys following up. So Clint, before we get off, do you have any more words of wisdom for the audience? That's guys, just whatever you're doing, I want you to know that you are loved, you're blessed, and you're great. Man. And wake up every single day and be motivated because you live a life that a lot of people wish they did. Amen to that. My brother, thank you so much for coming on the show, Clint. I really appreciate you having you spending the time with us and uh, being here. Guys, give it up for Clint Westwood Riggin. Uh, go check out his stuff on Facebook, on Instagram. Give him some follows and share his content out there. And I'm sure we'll be hearing big things from this guy in the future. And as always, guys, the uh, fee applies. If you have enjoyed the show, if there's something you got out of it, even if it's just a little nugget of knowledge or wisdom, do us a favor. Take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag somebody that needs to hear it, spread it around there, and uh, if you're feeling really generous, run over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It helps other people find the show and uh, helps us get the word out. All right, that's it from us. Another huge thanks again to Clint Regan for being on here, and uh, I will see you all later this week with another Friday Fire. You'll take care. Be safe. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.